Welcome all to Stretch Podcast. I'm your host, Eugene Torrance. Yeah, we're back at it again. We got another guest. I'm excited about this gentleman, this young man. I heard his story, so he's going to share it with you all. He is actually a chef, culinary trained. He's worked with elite athletes. Welcome you all to Chef Dre. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Interesting story how I found Chef Dre. One of my clients by the name of Joe Mackey, we did some content for gas for my business and with the stretching station. And I seen them two. I'm like, this big old guy, this this, uh, this gentleman. I'm like, man, he had food in front of him. Who was this person? Like, so I called up Joe. I said, hey, who's that? Who's this? Who's this young man you're talking to? You're working with? And he said, hey, this guy's a, a he's a he's a food prep coach. I said, really? So we talked a little bit about you. And I'm like, he said, give him a call. But I say, long story short, I did a little research on you and then talked to you. And I learned some stuff about you I thought was interesting. And I want the audience to understand and know what you're passionate about and why you're passionate about food. So I'll bring it to the floor. It's you. Okay. You? Thank you again for this opportunity. I'll make sure I tell Joey the same thing. The reason for my passion for food is because it was, it was brought to me at a very young age. Uh, I started cooking when I was seven. My grandma had taught me how to cook. You know, the very first thing I learned how to cook was chitlins and Ever since then, I was like, man, this is this is nothing. Everything else is going to be easy. Because if you ever had chitlins, I don't know if you ever had, but chitlins is not a good thing to clean. And it's, it's, cooking it is just a long process. So it's, it's, it's something that I didn't enjoy. But I had to do it in order for me to uh, learn and be better at it. Because she always needed help. My grandfather was always working. So I was her only grandson at the time. And so I was able to take on any kind of wing and be able to learn it. So. And then like, like I said, just growing up, uh, we did family dinners, uh, just after family dinners, we did holiday dinners, and then Sunday dinners, and then it just kept going as I got older and older. Throughout high school, I was always cooking for my mom, I was cooking for my dad, and my sister, and then after, after I learned from just being with my grandmother, and I took it to increase my knowledge and went to culinary school, and that's when I learned about different cuisines, I learned about plating, I learned about how to combine different flavors with different ingredients. I also learned about how to pair wine with ingredients as well, too. So after that, I was just, I was like, man, I can really do something with this. And so that's when I moved here after, you know, getting my degree. And I Where? just, when I moved. Where you I, move from? Where'd you move from? I moved from Indiana. So I'm oh. from Indiana, Indianapolis. Okay. That's up north of Chicago. Okay. And so, yeah, so it was a change for me, especially in the food industry when I moved here because Indiana being so small and Texas being so big, it, it was so many different food industries that I wanted to work in, but I kept it. I kept it in the industry where I know I can grow from, and that's where I, I focus on the dietary side of the, of the field. And that's when I started going to do internships at Frito Lake headquarters as a nutrition specialist, and that's wow. where I picked up the dietary side. Yeah, it was definitely a blessing to get that internship because uh, I didn't know my school had a program where I can be able to, you know, do internships at Disney or different places like that if you had a good GPA. And so me graduating on top of my class, I was qualified. And so Frito-Lay was one of them. Disney was one of them. It was a couple of places in California and then Atlanta as well too. I was like, you know what? Texas is not too far from Atlanta. That's where my grandma's at now. So I might as well just go there, trying to make my name in Texas. And then here we are now, trying to make my name. 
Man, that's a big accomplishment. Man. You remind myself, you aspire to do something to make a difference in folks' lives, especially based on loved ones and, and try to make a difference in their yeah. lives. That's actually a really good thing. Yes, yeah, sir. It's just like just knowing that my food and knowing that my hands can bless people in their lives, especially on the, on the weight loss side. Like just knowing that the food I'm making, the food I learn and the benefits I learn about food and then just giving it to somebody that trusts me with that type of responsibility. It's wild. Like, Dre, you really out here changing people's lives. Like, when I got my first result of someone losing 30 pounds, I was like, okay, for me? He was like, yeah. He said, like, yeah, Dre, you really, your food is amazing. Like, your food is actually changing my life out here, and I'm grateful for that. I don't work out. You know, my police officer says, I don't work out. So I'm like, okay. So, I mean, it's actually me doing it. And so when I got that first feeling, I was like, I need to keep doing this. Like, and so I wanted, to, I wanted to make sure that I kept growing. And so that's what I'm doing now. Okay, so that's actually pretty good. So let me ask you, let me go back to what you said in the beginning. I love chitlins. I grew up on chitlins. I grew up on chitlins. And I remember as a kid, my grandma used to, they used to sell them by the, the bucket, that big old giant bucket. It was frozen. You had to put it in water, yeah. throw it out, and you had to pull yeah. all that. I'm not going to say what's in there, but you got to pull all the good stuff off of there. And once you, it took hours and you clean a big bucket and you get like a little small pot full of chitlins. I'm like, man, that's hot sauce and everything. And then I learned, I learned how to cook when I was like seven years old based on my situation. And at home, I had to be more responsible than, than the average kids. So I was cooking and cleaning, taking care of kids, stuff like that. My brothers and sisters. So I learned to be responsible. So I learned how to cook chicken, fried chicken, make cornbread, chicken and dumplings. I learned how to cook, make black eyed peas, how to soak the water. I learned how to cook actually everything Southern style at a young age because of my yeah. responsibility. And and that's really important. And also, too, for you to have that culinary background. So it makes what you're offering different than a lot of these prep services out there. A lot of the prep services that I I don't say everybody needs to have a degree in something. You need to have years of experience. You need to know what you're talking about when it comes to micro micros and all this other jumble. When it comes, I don't know food and how food is put together and how it affects the DNA of your body. And because everybody's body is different. So. I want you to talk to what's different. You have a background in culinary, so you have an inside education on it, but then you have practical knowledge of it because you're actually, you're actually doing it and you're making a difference in people's lives through your food combination. So how do you put something together? How do you walk me through, hey, okay, I'm calling you for the first time. I've been referred to you and I want to lose. I've heard you help Johnny lose 50 pounds, for example. Tell me how do I get to, how do I get to that point? Tell me what, walk me through what you're looking for me. What are you looking for? What you're looking for? What I need to do? What you require from me? So tell me how that works. Okay. So pretty much what I have my clients do is like when they first approach me, they, they normally have like their macros for me that they have their, they have their dietitian because I'm, I'm not a registered dietitian, so I can't tell somebody what to do. So they normally have already have a registered dietitian. And so once they get their, their meal plan from their dietitian and their macros, they bring it to me. And then as far as with me, uh, if their macros matches up with my meal plan and my meal prep for that week, then I just make those meals. So most of my clients are more so keto type of clients. Keto is where you, uh, keto is like the, the wave right now, honestly. And it's been like that for almost a couple of years now from what I've been noticing. And keto really helps people lose weight in a short amount of time. And the reason why is because it's the fat 
if they cut back on the carbs, everybody loves carbs. When I say carbs, potatoes, rice, uh, let's see, potatoes, rice, corn, sweet potatoes, uh, beans, stuff like that that's really high on carbs, those are really what's killing us because everybody eats, everybody eats, eats bread. I'm, regardless, you eat pasta, you eat bread on a down daily? I don't eat a, I eat a, I don't, I don't really eat a lot of bread. I am, uh, you know what? I only eat bread maybe with a sandwich. I don't eat a lot of bread. Because yeah. I, I know it's that bread now it has a lot of sugar and chemical added to it. Mm-hmm. They do, but that's something that I'm trying to focus on as well too. I'm trying to make fresh bread to where it's healthy and it's not high in carbs or it's high in sugar. Really? And so I'm 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 I'm, I mean, I'm I'm trying to experiment on different things and trying to make sure that everybody can still enjoy food, even if it's healthy and if if it's having you lose weight. So my homeboy, he's Nigerian, and he was like, Dre, he really needs to make some healthy Nigerian food. And I was like, bro, that's a good idea. And so we've just been in the lab just trying to figure out how to make different types of cuisines that require a lot of carbs and acquire a lot of sugars and stuff like that and try to make it healthier. And so we're just on another level with that. So but, uh, but like I was... Go ahead, my phone. No, I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, I didn't interrupt you. No, you, you keep going. Oh, so basically, all the things that Keto is just a low-carb, high-fat diet, which is effective in losing weight and diabetes and high blood pressure. And I tell my clients that when they have the nutritionals, when they have the micros, like you have to limit yourself between 20 and 50 grams per day. And so most of my meals, if it's from breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's always between uh, 9 to 12. And so, so that gives them a little bit of re- uh, leave room to have snacks or whatever the case may be. And so once they once they are, once we are on the same page as far as macros and what they're wanting, then they just order, and then I make it from about all my degrees, which is uh, organic, from Central Market, Post Foods, to H E B, whatever case may be, I'll go there and then I buy it. Everything is always fresh, so they always getting the best ingredients. And then once I make it, I deliver it, and then it's good for five days, and then that's where they are on the right track as far as eating. And with my client, how he was able to lose 30 pounds, he was eating my meals for a month. So he was consistent with it. He always had lunch and dinner, and he was eating Monday through Friday weekends. He would have a cheat day if it's like wings or whatever the case may be. If it's like high in carbs, mm-hmm. that's fine. But he was still able to, throughout the week, have those low carbs. Like for, for a whole week, he was probably averaging about 25 grams. And that's still between that twenty and fifty grams a week. Car? I mean, really? So yeah. Let, so I mean, let me let me ask this question. So, from for me having a bodybuilding background, fitness and stuff like that, we were always taught that carbs helps the body digest protein. Is it the different? Is it different kind of carbs that are, that are actually that are actually assisting the proteins? More vegetable carbs or more like starchy carbs? Uh, what, what it's kind more, of carbs? It's more. It's more. It's more starchy carbs. So yours is yours is the protein carbs, like the veggie carbs and the uh, in the protein carbs. Where as far as like the keto, it's focused on the starchy carbs. So that's where like the starchy carbs is more is, is bad for you. Now for bodybuilders, what I learned from Joe is that that those type of carbs that you guys are looking for are good carbs, and those are the type of stuff y'all need to maintain the proteins and maintain their muscles. And so with him, he was actually my first client where I had to figure out. If I want to see what he was more so trying to gain, he was more so trying to maintain weight and stay in that consistent as far as losing weight. Because 
99 percent of my clients are are trying to lose weight, and so it was different for for Joe. So I had to understand that because what you were saying is definitely different from what my most of my clients are asking for. Do you approach it from the body type of the person? Because there's there's three different body types, and there's endomorph, mesomorph, and ectomorph. And uh, do you mm-hmm. gauge it based on the body type? Because remember, I know this too. The body metabolizes the food differently because of your gut enzymes. How is your stress level? Because stress level is very important when it comes to being able to actually lose and metabolize weight, lose weight, and then metabolize the food that you're taking in, which has something to do with how your blood flow and the circulation exactly. that your body produces to, to digest that food. Yeah. No, like, like you were saying, nobody is the same. So I, I, it's important that I know what their body is. So that way I can be able to make sure it, it fits them and there won't be no problems because I've had, I've, I had a client that she, she had a hard time telling me what her body was like. And so I had to keep guessing each weekend. She was like, Jay, I'm not seeing no change. And so I was like, I'm trying, I'm still trying to figure out like what we need to do as far as your food. And so once she was able to figure it out, she was starting to see that change. And so it's all about what, like you said, what your body, what your body is about. Okay. Cause I know a lot of people don't really have any idea where their body is at. They're thinking they're one True. way, but then they find out. And also, too, if you got food allergies that people have to take in consideration, too. So how do you navigate through food allergies? So with natural allergies, I just try to avoid using those type of, of, of ingredients. And so, like, I have a person that's vegan, but also trying to do low carb. And I'm like, uh, that, how is that? I, I, was, I was asking myself, how is that possible? Because with, with being a vegan, you have a lot of carbs, especially if, you, if she was wanting tofu or she was wanting... She was wanting the satin and all that stuff. Like, she was wanting all this tempura. Like, you want all these hard carbs, so how can we stick to low carbs? And so, I had to figure out how I was able to, to work around it. And so, I thought I said our best bet is to try to avoid the tofu. And we kept it with all natural ingredients with the vegetables and fruits. And I was also doing, like, smoothie bowls. So, that way, she was able to fit her a goal. And so, when it comes down to food allergies or whatever the case may be, I try to reach out. To, I have a culinary book that offers like different types of uh, ingredients that matches it up with different ingredients. And so flavors or whatever case may be. And so I try to use that and that's how I'm able to navigate around that. Okay. So it's easier. Because mm-hmm. I reference, because with my, with my books, I definitely like to reference back to it because it's always good to have those books you learn, you have in school. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because some people, they push their books to the side, they recycle them. But no, like being a therapist, I keep all my books because Sometimes a lot of things, because you've been doing this for so many years, but sometimes you get sidetracked and you get to learning some mm-hmm. different stuff. But when, sometimes it's always good to go back to the basics, to go back to the foundation. That's very true. Good, good sense of uh, reference. And also, too, I know you, okay, tell me this. What are the different types of, you said keto. Now, what, what's, what's the next one that people, these programs that people are on right now? Oh, so yeah, keto. Uh, vegetarian is definitely on the rise. Vegans on the rise. Pescatarian, I'm starting to see that a lot more. I'm starting to see a lot of people with uh, low sodium. I'm starting to get a lot of more older clients that have diabetes and high blood pressure. And so those are gluten-free as well, too. So my top three, though, is pescatarian, vegetarian, and vegan. And then the keto, of course. But pescatarian, vegetarian, and vegan is definitely the three. So you have experience with all this stuff right now? Yeah, I have experience with all this stuff. I have two clients that's gluten-free. I have a total of 18 clients uh, a week that's guaranteed. So I have two clients that's gluten-free. 
I have three clients that are vegetarians. I have four clients that are vegan, and then the rest are just keto, losing weight. And then Joe is a bodybuilder. Wow, that's a lot. You got a lot going on. Honestly, I'm trying to make myself as universal as possible because what I'm starting to figure out is that not all chefs have a successful milk company business. And that's what I was, I was stressing my dad about yesterday is that you have a lot of successful chefs, but they their main focus is on being a personal chef, caterer, or whatever the case may be. And so me having that and also having that other 50% of being a milk prepping company, I'm trying to be like the top milk prepping company, but also be like the, the top personal chef, caterer, or whatever the case may be. So I'm trying to do something different with that. And I'm trying to keep... Uh, Trying to keep offering different services, offer sauces, offer seasons, offer cooking classes, offer virtual cooking classes, uh, offer it all. And so I'm just trying to build that up, but also build my milk prepping up. And so I'm always trying to learn something new and do something new. So also, too, I do know that we talked before off, off the recording that I know, too, as a kid growing up, the food is different. The, the grocery stores are bigger. They're, they're huge. They got mm-hmm. 50 aisles versus when I was a kid, it maybe had maybe five or 10 aisles. And, and that wasn't very much. And you had a certain brands that were big in the community and they wasn't as processed. They were, but not as processed. Because I remember, you know, I don't, I'm not as old as I remember chicken when TV dinners came out. But I noticed that as we got older, I remember the Popeyes, the little pizzas and stuff like that. And the little dinners that people were trying to get into that space. But they were okay. They wasn't good. They were chalky and pasty. To say all of that, food has changed. Chemicals are more into food than like crazy. And then and also, too, I know that a lot of these cancers and the body disease disease that we have in our body is interacting with the food, with the chemicals in the food. Do you what, what do you what do you think? I mean, honestly, that's true. And I think that what I try to focus on and I try to focus and my clients focus on is more so trying to focus on the organic, the organic side of stuff. When they uh, don't want me cooking the food or uh, they want to go shopping themselves or they want me to help them with the grocery shopping, I try to tell them to stay away from the frozen aisles and also from the middle aisles. Because the frozen aisles is processed food, the middle aisles are canned food. And so that's how I look at it. Unless you got sauces and seasons and stuff like that. But other than that, those aisles are more so canned foods beans, whatever the case may be. And so I try to tell them to just try to focus more so on organic, something that's not, if it's food, try to work on fresh. Uh, don't do farm raised because farm raised is, it tells you there are the chemicals. Like, really? Like I was telling you when, yeah, because when I was telling you when I was, when last time I talked, I was watching this guy, uh, it's called, he, he got a movie, he, he did a movie, he did a documentary called Super Size Me, but he also did one about chicken. And what I didn't know is that these farms are actually putting some type of chemicals and feeding when they're doing these farm raids. Mm-hmm. And, and then when it's called cage-free, it doesn't necessarily mean it's cage-free. They, cage-free means they got an extra feet away from where they actually be caged in. <laughs> and it opened my mind. I'm like, damn. See, I've noticed that. Like, when I was a kid, a chicken breast will only weigh half, half mm-hmm. a pound. Mm-hmm. Now, if you eat a chicken breast, it's like almost a pound or two pounds just on a chicken breast. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Like, these chemicals are like, this scene of realism was like, I really need to stay away from that. I don't eat tilapia. Tilapia is not real fish. I was telling people that. Yeah, it's man-made. It's not real fish, though. It's man-made fish. Yeah. Because I didn't know what it was, too. I heard, I'm like, it's a man-made fish. I'm like, what the crap is tilapia? Yes, sir. I didn't remember tilapia. Yes, but I know catfish when I was a kid. I know all the other fish. 
I'm like, I made, I ate it when I caught it. If you, you, there's nothing in between that, and so that's why I try to. That's why I try to focus on just the freshness and organicness. Because you're right, man. It's like all these chemicals is going into the food. They'll say it's organic, but you look at a, a regular chicken breast as organic. It's bigger. Like why is it, it shouldn't be that big? And so it's just it's the, the fish. Yeah, it's the fish. I try to stay focused on freshwater salmon. I try to focus on cod, flounder, like those type of fishes. A shrimp. I try to stick on organic steaks. Like I try to keep everything organic because it's fresher and you can taste it food as well too. I, I'm telling people. I tell my my client was like, I ain't never been in the grocery store where I don't go in the frozen the frozen section. I said that's your problem. And that's why you have me now because you always so focused on buying these frozen dinners. Like, why? Don't do that. Just buy this and the current food that you buy will make you fuller and it'll be able to make you feel better. I haven't been sluggish since I stopped shopping from the frozen out and some of the, the center house. I only go to center house for my seasons and oils and stuff, but I had a bad habit of buying potatoes or stuff like that. I would just be so lazy and I want to cook. But now that I'm on the healthier side, I make my potatoes fresh. I do everything fresh and I stay away from the frozen. And I, That's good, Nick, because I know when I was a kid at learning how to cook my mother, we made everything fresh, like hot water cornbread, regular cornbread with the meal and everything, even in biscuits, biscuits with with everything in and the butter and blending it up, beating up, cutting it up and putting it in the oven and cooking. It takes a whole lot better than this food we have now. What's what's crazy is that I'm looking at, because I never, before I got so focused on nutritional and labeling, I never really look, looked at labels. At some of these seasons, you would think that they would have like organic ingredients, but no, I don't have extra ingredients that you're like, what is that? And I'm like, so with me and my seasons, all my label is all natural seasons, all 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 handmade. So there's no extra preservatives, nothing like that. It's all organic. And so okay, okay. And then I noticed that a lot of crazy. I know a lot of people are allergic to dyes, like food coloring type of seasonings. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't I don't know anything about that as well, but I have a lot of clients that uh, I work with as a therapist that have, you know, issues with muscular issues and then lacking the nutrition for the development and recovery for the muscles. Like, hey, you need to, I can't eat this because it has this diet number seven, this number eight and this summer 15. I can't take the end. I'm allergic to that kind of stuff. I know, I, like I said, I know that food is different than what it is and what it used to be. And with you being a, a meal prep coach, and having that service, uh, people that you can take the stress off of them and to help exactly. them make better choices with their day-to-day meals for their themselves and their family. So let me ask you a exactly. question. Okay. No, go ahead. Oh, well, I would say even if somebody, like you were just saying about a person that has died or stuff, even if they had that type of strict dietary restrictions, I came across the work and I was able to make it work. It's all about just Finding a different source because what the problem may be, it's always a source and a solution for it. And so I've always sourced a solution for any type of dietary restriction. Okay, that's good, Dan. So, what do you do for children? For children, so when it comes down to children, I provide the same type of meals I provide in smaller amounts. Normally, when a child gets six ounces of when when the adult gets six ounces of protein, I normally do about two to three ounces. Uh, I was going to school to learn about how to feed children. And as of so, so when I took what I learned, I was able to apply it to my meal prep. So I have a family now. Her cow is very picky, and but she only eats chicken. And I was like, okay, uh, you don't like fried chicken, so I'm gonna go ahead and try to make it baked. 
I'm gonna do an air fry. I'm gonna do you know a, a saute. I'm gonna do that. She's like, my child don't like green beans. My, my child don't like greens. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's try cauliflower, and the child loves cauliflower. So she was still able to get her her uh, vegetables. I told her I was like, it's, it's honestly as a child, it's just a mind thing. Like if you, if you don't like it, you ain't gonna like it. So if you try to switch it up or try to make it a different way, and then let them try it. They don't like it. And so that has always worked with me and other, my clients. She would say her, her child don't like this, so I will try to cook it a different way. For instance, I made cauliflower that was roasted at first. Then I was like, she was like, Dre, she really loves it. So I was like, okay. She really loves mash. I said, like, okay. But we're going to try to keep it as low carb as possible. So what I did, I ended up slicing my cauliflower. I ended up mashing my cauliflower, boiling it and mashing it, and added some Parmesan cheese and garlic. And she, her daughter ate it. And they loved it, and so now she got her she got her daughter on that low carb that low carb track that she's on, and so it's it's really all about just trying to because as a kid I know if I see something I don't like it vegetables I hate it, and so if I think back back to when I was like that and then how I can make it make it good for them as a kid because I have a girl now she she has a nine year old son and he he hates vegetables, but. Somehow, when I make it, he loves it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Man, when I was a kid, I said I hated vegetables. I'd be in trouble because you're going to eat that vegetable. I was at the table with Lisa overnight. <laughs> you're going to sit here and eat them vegetables. Up. You know, gonna, as a kid, being black and being from the country, we ate everything. We ate from pigs, everything. everything under the sun. And if we ate, as I, we ate more vegetables as a kid than we do as an adult. So I don't want to stand this new generation with don't eat vegetables. Man, I'm 45. We ate vegetables. We ate the greens, turnip greens. We ate uh, collard greens. We ate uh, whatever you can think of, beans, everything. We ate everything, beets, everything. So I don't want to stand this new generation don't eat vegetables. But hey, that's my that's my input. But my son, he don't like vegetables. He barely eat fruit, dude. Fruits is good for your prostate. Vegetables are good for your guts. I don't understand how it makes you smarter. What happened? But yeah. And I don't know if they're giving vegetables in school or not. I don't think they are. You know, I, 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 I don't think. I, don't, I ain't gonna lie. As a, like you were saying, as a kid, I was thinking that school lunches was the best because they had chicken sandwiches, they had fries, they had brownies, and all that. I'm like, okay. But as I got older, I was like, where's the healthy food at? But somebody had told me that the school lunches are the same as the prison lunches. I was like, that's a lie. But that's, that's up in the air with that one because because I, I don't. Do you have Netflix? Yeah, I have it. You know, it, it's the same. It's the same. I got a. I had two brothers in prison. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same kind of food. It's the same kind of food. Okay. Yeah, same kind of food. Because I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, I saw, I saw. I learned about that on Netflix. But what I also learned on Netflix was that it was this thing called Chef Table, and this man in Australia, he was making fresh organic food for the kids. Like he would go in there because he used to be a Michelin star chef, but he wanted to open up. He wanted to be a part of the school system. So now he got, he's working with two different schools where he's able to provide fresh ingredients for like kids that's in middle school, like apples, oranges, uh, fresh chicken and rice, whatever the case may be, like healthy food. And so that's something I want to do. I want to be able to provide that for kids now in schools because, like you said, in school lunches, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's been benefiting the kids. No, it, so. it's, it's not because you think about when I was a kid going to school, you ate a burger, you drank some milk. You had some cereal in the morning time, and none of that food we eating that the children are eating now, and what we're eating back then, 
We ate soybean burgers. That's what I that's what I call. It. That's what they were, soybean burgers, because the car. <laughs> that's what they were delicious, but they were yeah. even the pieces wasn't real. The that kind of processed sausage they had on there, some kind of I don't know what it was. It was kind of like eyes on <laughs> for meat on, on the cheese pizza days, but that wasn't real. And a lot of that food that kids are eating now, it's not good for the brain. It's not good for the development of the brain. It's not good for functionality. These kids got ADHD, all these kind of hyperactive stuff because the crap they're eating. And like I said, the food is not good. And that's why I was asking you about the food program for young adults, somebody that's maybe 12, 10, 12. It, start, it should start younger. But I think a lot of yeah. kids, my daughter don't eat candy. She hates candy. And that's good. Damn. No, yeah, that's good. She don't eat candy at all. My son, that's he eats great. Subtly. That makes it great. He's a subtly, but he don't eat quite a bit. But like I said, it goes to what are you trying to do? What do you want your kid to want out of you know, want out of life? Your gut health, food, that's, that's, it starts young. And that's what I was asking True. about your food program for these kids to help these mothers with these kids having these mental issues, breakdowns and hollering and screaming out in the grocery store. Because you can't do that in the grocery store, especially yeah. with your parents. It, it's, it has something to do I, with food. So, so right now, most of the kids are starting to do. It. My girl, she her her son's uh, ten, and so what I do for him is uh, when I get up in the morning uh, or like on Sundays, I will prep meals for him. And so he he's a a, a bigger ten year old, so he gets four ounces of protein, he gets two ounces of carbs, but he also gets four ounces of vegetables. So he's getting the vegetables and less carbs, and then he's getting the protein. And he loves it. Like he was like, Jay, I think school if I went to the school lunches are are as good. And then we'll start back up, I will start making those meal preps too. And I will make I'll make them for lunch and dinner because I'm always gonna go. She's always gonna go. And so all he has to do is just pop in the microwave and then warming up. And so he's old enough to, you know, grab a microwave and mouth up. And so he he loves it. And it, and it's less stress for us and less like you said, less worries, less stress and then avoiding us from Having to uh, go to the grocery store all the time. Because yeah. when I prep his meals for the week, I prep mine, I prep my girls, mm-hmm. and of course my clients as well too. And so we save so much money, and he's healthier, and he actually enjoys the food, and it's and and it's and we happy. So yeah, and, and also too, I'm pretty sure it would help him focus a lot better in class too. Yeah, and that's what he was saying. He was like, Dre, I ain't a lot of you. I'll be hungry when I'm at school and whatnot, but. Even with the virtual class, he like, I'm more focused. I got, I got more energy. I provide him with fruits. I provide him with, you know, type of healthy snacks, whatever case may be. I make homemade granolas. So I do stuff like that, and I make them and and I give them to them. So it's all about the food, what they eat, and and how life goes after that. You know what? And, and that's actually an important tool that you can give to any child because you know through their health and their gut and just understanding how food works for your body. And, and, and it's a tool for energy, natural energy. And then don't take shortcuts, no matter how life gets busy. That's a lot. You're, you're making a difference in, in everybody's lives and these kids' lives. And also, too, you help the, the parents, help their child be able to focus and achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. So that's that, very true. Yeah, that's actually a really big thing. So you should you know, pat yourself on the back. But and just, just for the effort, because I noticed that listening to you with having your culinary background degree in this, so you have something that a lot of prep coaches do not have. And I've researched a lot of prep coaches because I was looking for someone to talk to in this space that to bring light to this to the subject, because all prep coaches are not created equal. And sometimes the bigger the company gets, they lose touch with what the people need. And it's more or less about 
getting the money, driving sales and getting a lot of people that are participating in their program, but they you they lose a sense of the people. True. And and that takes it back. So it takes it back to what you're doing. You identify with the people, you actually work with them, you know what problems they're having, you've talked to them and, and you're bored about their lives so that way you can coordinate their food, how they're taking the meals, when they take the meals in, what's going on in their life personally. And people eat, binge eat when they're stretched out. So you have you developed any mental cases that people were having emotional issues? So I haven't came across one yet, but I I've had um I actually had a, my girl, she was telling me that she was having a hard time trying to focus. And that's what we're talking about the whole Sunday, helping focus. She was having a hard time focus and she was just always stressing. She was always like worried about stuff. She was always feeling gloomy. And I was like, okay, like what have you been eating? And so she was always telling me she was always eating the craziest thing. Seafood bowls, mashed potatoes. Okay. Yeah. So after just a week of changing her food habits and just changing the way she uh she thought, she was able she was actually able to see a, a big performance as far as mentally. And I was telling her, I was like, Hey, you know, certain foods and certain things like that can really help you as far as mental and so She's very picky when it comes down to vegetables and fruits, so I had to work with that and also be able to work with the, everything that was going on with her life. And like I said, after that week, she was able to perform better. She was able to think more. She was able to stay focused more. And I was like, that's what we need to stay consistent on is being able to focus and stay consistent with what we're doing and being able to just stay on track. And so, yeah, it was just really just the food. It was just really her food. And I was telling her, like, baby, you really just got to change your food. And now she hates cereal. She hates ramen noodles. She hates bologna sandwiches. She hates hot dogs. I'm like, that's, uh-huh. that's what we need to be. Hold on Go now. Ahead. I love bologna sandwiches. Now, calm down now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no lie. Fried bologna sandwiches was the spot right there. It was hitting me. Yeah. With some cup noodles. I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> with some cheese on top. Hard tongs was the best. Uh huh. Yes, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie and bologna sandwiches. Come on now, you, you falling off? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, I don't think nobody knows, but I grew up eating served sandwiches. Folks was like, "What is served sandwiches?" Oh, hey, that's another struggle right there. <laughs> well, hey, what about that sugar toast? That sugar toast? That sugar yes, bread? Sir. <laughs> yeah. Sugar bread? What you mean? <laughs> yes. That sugar bread? Uh, hey, nice. Whatever, sir. Whatever made my stomach full, I made it happen. Okay. It was a struggle, but. Those struggles made you stronger and wiser. And that's why I'm so grateful because I know my struggles and how, how hard I was struggling. I like When I first moved here, I was sleeping on other people's couches. I was taking buses everywhere. I had to work three jobs just to get my first car and my first apartment and just growing and growing. God has continued to bless me. So that's why I'm so happy. Yesterday was my birthday, man. I was so happy. Yesterday was. Yeah, yesterday was my birthday. Oh, well, happy belated birthday, man. What's your term? What's your term? Like 25, 26? Hell, uh, nah. I'm 28, man. Oh, man. I wish I was 25 again. Hey, I, 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 I remember I was 25, man. You ain't old, man. You still young. <laughs> <laughs> man, hey, that's what, I told, that's what I said. But my mom was like, Arthur, you getting old. I said, nah, bro. You getting old. <laughs> oh, yeah. But remember, she, hey, she, come, hey, she come with you. My mama said the same thing all the time. My, mo- I'm, my mother's like, I'm, I'm 15 years different than my mother. She was like, you can know. Yeah. I said, you come right. I'm like, she, you, I'm right, you right behind me. 15, 15 years exactly. later. I'm like, like, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. You ain't talking about me. 
You ain't talking about nothing. You ain't talking about nothing. You ain't talking about nothing positive. You being you being negative right now. So let's keep it. You being negative, but you're starting it though. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm on 45, so you do the math. My mother's like about, like I said, she's like 45, 55, so 65, so 65, 66. That's what she is right now. So she's not too much far from where I'm at. Hey, hey you don't look 45. Man. You know, looking at the pictures, you, you look younger than that. Man, that, that that's that, that's I'm actually now I got a head full of gray hair, and that's from my decisions I made in life. So I'm living with them, and I'm trying to make a stretching difference. If you like my tagline, I'm trying to make a difference and. I can't take back anything. I can only move forward and be positive. And that's why I'm happy exactly. that I was able to reach out to you uh, based on Joe Mackin's relationship with you. He opened up a door for you for us to have this conversation. So uh, kudos to Joe Mackey. And I know Joe did the, was it the Tampa Pro? Yes, sir. So you met him after the Tampa Pro, right? Yeah, I met him after. And so when I met him after, I was like, Joe, this off season, we finna get, get you right for the, for the new season. He was like, Let's get it. And yeah. so I was excited because when I met him, I was like, man, you're going to be my first bodybuilder sponsor or whatever the case may be. He was like, I'm, I better be the last. I said, <laughs> uh, I, hope, I hope not, but you definitely going to be a part of the team. But you, but you, <laughs> you, know, you know how them guys are, man. They don't want you to give their secrets away to anybody else. Exactly. But it's a business, so we got to grow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I've known Joe. I've known Joe for a long time. I've known Joe, and I can talk about it because I know Joe personally. I've known Joe for... Man, I want to say seven to eight, maybe ten years. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say ten years. I'm gonna say I've known him for a long time. I never back before you before he even, you know, got his pro car. He was working. He was I call him Small Joe. So Small remember, Joe, yeah, I remember Small Joe, not Big Joe. Yeah, yeah average Joe was always a good student. He always listened. He's always trying to find angles and ways to improve, and that's what he's always done. He worked hard to get himself in position he's in. He's working with a great company. He's surrounding himself with good people that's helping him move forward. So he's a student of his craft. So kudos to Joe. And also, Joe is in the medical business, too. Ah, uh-huh. see, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've been getting to know him, but I didn't know that yet. Yeah, no, no, he's he's in the medical business. And like I said, okay. so he understands a little bit of certain things. So he's constantly educating himself. And like I said, I had a chance to work with Joe on his therapy and muscle recu- recuperating and as far as helping his muscles recover. So it's good that you're working with him and then working with the, the prep situation with his food to get them kind of lined up to kind of maintain his program to actually grow into where he needs to be going forward in, in the next show. So that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really, that's actually really good. So uh, hopefully you can pick up more athletes because, of, and also too, your food program sounds really good for these kids, man. Are you, what's going on with that? Are you, have you dived in depth to that lately or are you just sitting on that one and waiting or you trying to do some seminars, workshop, or are you trying to, Market food for thought for the kids. So what? What do? You, how, how is that working out for you? So, so right now it's more so on a private thing because I only have one family, and so I do my cooking class for the family for the kids is on Friday. But I have a, a guy that I'm working with that's trying to help me with my marketing, and he was saying the same thing. I really need to promote those meals to kids, and so uh, that's my next goal going into the new year is try to focus more so on promoting those type of services to offer the kids cooking classes the kids meals and stuff like that and so i do have testimonies from kids that were saying that i got kids celebrating how, food, how good the food is it's just that i guess i haven't been i haven't been consistent about promoting it yeah. and so it's, it's private you know but i'm gonna be i'm gonna be more, I'm gonna be more public about it going into the new year or towards the end of the, this year because i'm trying to build more kids clients they would want to they would want to buy these meals but they don't know about it because i'm not promoting it 
that's all. That's what I need to do. <laughs> and that would actually be a good idea too, because you can deal with parents with with kids with be behavior issues. And you know, it it some of it. And I know a lot of it is chemical imbalance. But if you are putting the right foods, the right vegetables and the right carbs, the protein ratio in a kid's body, it doesn't take away and say, hey, your child is good. You're not going to never take medicine and the rest his life. It, will, it can assist in his he or she development and where they're trying to go to in the next phase of their life. Food, make your body. Very true. Very true. That's very true. Yeah. So and that will make a difference with any parent's life. But guess what? Cause that mother had to rush to the store and buy nothing for their kid. They kid, why hey, I want some to eat? I'm starving. Why, why are you not feeding me? I, I, I hate you, mama. I hate you, mama. I'm gonna be home. I hate you, mama. So you know what? Parent got food taken care of. Hey, wait till we get home. We got food for you. Pop it out of the refrigerator. Pop it in the microwave and keep it going. And then so everybody's good and that child is happy. That child is nourished. He's calmed down. He's not running around the house. He's he's kind of simmered. He's got simmered down a little bit. And he can focus and do his schoolwork or whatever. He got Zoom class or he can participate with his tutors, tutors or he can participate with the house without being irate. If that's the same, that's the right word. Yeah. OK. OK. You have filled us with a lot of knowledge and information about stuff. And I'm really excited for your future and just talking to you, knowing what you have, things you have on the table and how, you know, what your program offers is a unique type of sense of experience because you have the education and you have the actual cooking experience behind you and you have a roadmap of dealing with a lot of different people in a lot of different situations from the diabetics to your pro bodybuilders and then to your average people that are interested in maintaining their weight and looking better and trying to change their life uh, so that's actually a really good deal and I commend you on that so with that, so we're going to wrap this up. What? Let me ask you a couple of questions. How? Okay. If you can do anything different with food, what would you do different? It's a crazy question. I just thought about this. This came to my head. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out that to you. I'm gonna put you on the spot. If I can say anything about food, what would I think about it? Yeah, differently, different. What would you? How would you approach food differently than most people approach food? I, I think that's what I'm trying to say. And when it comes to dealing, helping change the lives of others? Honestly, and because this is my biggest concern, I really want to be able to change how these fast food restaurants are cooking these processed meals. Processed, I'm not saying processed food, but these fast food foods. And uh, my, biggest, my biggest target is McDonald's is like the number one when it comes down to obesity, especially for kids. Mm-hmm. And so... I want to be able to see how can, I don't think it's possible unless McDonald's make a dramatic change, but they need to offer more healthier choices for kids. Because these kids know that all they offer is, they offer apple juice and, 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 uh, and uh, uh, apple spices. So I feel like they need to, I want to, be, I want to be able to see how these restaurants can provide healthier food. And so and for me, what I would change, if I had the money and I had more knowledge on it and I had the opportunity, I will provide a healthy fast food restaurant and it will be flavorful and it will kid friendly and all this stuff. And if that grows, then, then I'll probably be like the first one, like the, the, the best fast food, healthy restaurant ever. And it changes lives. So more so just trying to focus on healthier fast food. Um, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. And that's good. And the last question, do, do you know, do you deal with any technology when it comes to food or there's nothing out there like that? Right? I use my fitness pal. So my fitness pal is where I can be able to track most of my, my macros. If I can't find it on my recipe, uh, if I can't, if I can't find it on recipes, like for milk pack companies to print out the labels for that, they normally have nutritional facts. But my fitness pal is for, I, I recommend my clients using it because they're able to keep track of what they're eating. And if, they use one of my meals. My meals are already be on my fitness pal, so they can get all the nutritional facts with it as well too. Okay, you said so. My fitness pal, like you said, what, say name again. My fitness pal. Okay, okay. So my fitness pal is the program that you in the software that you use. Yes, sir. And that's where I'm able to track all my macros. Cause that's why when I every time I have a, a new menu, I enter all my ingredients into my fitness pal, and that's how I create my recipes. And then that's how I'm able to have my clients be able to see what their macros are. Okay, so that's how you, that's the technology you use when you come in your food prep business, right? Yes, sir. Okay, that's okay. That's what I use. That's actually really interesting. Okay, okay, okay. So with that, we're going we're gonna to be out. So I want you to give all the listeners information about you, what technology you just mentioned again. How, did, how do they contact you if they want to get more information and talk okay. to you? So you got the floor. Okay. My name is uh, Chef Dre. Uh, I'm the owner of Your Chef Dre and Dre Prep. So you can reach me on my website, which is yourchefdre.com. You can meet me. You can uh, link up with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, uh, Google. Just type in the word Your Chef Dre, and then you'll be able to see all my reviews on my website. Uh, if you click on Meal Prep, then you'll be able to get a brief summary of how it works and how you'll be able to order. Now, if you have custom orders or you have a dietitian that referred you to a meal plan, then you can you know, just hit me up on my website and I'll be able to talk to you personally. We can do a Zoom, we can do a regular text or a call, and that way we can get you on the right plan. And then once you're on the right plan, you can order, and then I deliver on Sundays. So if you want to order throughout, if you want to order and get it delivered on Sundays, then you definitely do that, and I deliver on Sundays. Uh, first-time customers get 10% off, or you can get free delivery. Uh, and then it's a variety of different options on my website. Now, as far as like being able to track your macros, I can personally send it to you in an email, or you can just go on to My Fitness Pal, which is in the uh, Google App Store, or it's in the uh, App Store itself for Apple. And you can just go on there, or even go to the website on the laptop, myfitnesspal.com, and then type in my meal that I've made for you, and then you'll be able to see your nutritional facts for those meals. Now, if you have custom meals and you, you have a custom nutritional uh, macros, then I will be able to send those to you in the email. So regardless of what type of services you need as far as dietary or the dietary needs, I got you. And I'll make sure that you don't have to stress about nothing ever again when it comes down to food. Okay. So again, my name is Chef <laughs> Again, my name is Chef Dre, and it's a pleasure. Okay, I appreciate it, Chef. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. You want to roll. Very good. No, so I do appreciate your time. It's been great. Hopefully, we can have you on again. And also, too, we can talk about, hopefully, we can talk about when Joe gets ready for his show, what his prep looked like. And not saying what his prep looked like, how it was, you know, his changing and stuff like that. So I'm going to get him in, get him on the show so we can talk about his food prep situation and how tough it's going to be going for his next show. But, uh, man, I do really appreciate your time. You being here, I know I'm enlightened. I, I know a little bit more about you now, and I understand the situation with the food a little more. 
and I understand your mission. So I commend you on what you're doing for the community and change the lives of others. So, you know, keep up the good work. I greatly appreciate it, sir. And then if you ever, you know, want to try my food, just let me know. You know, I'll send it your way. And we could probably, you know, do something with that. Okay. So okay. I, mean, I, I will. It's definitely, it's definitely been an honor because I love doing interviews like this. and I love, I love the exposure. So thank you again. Man. Okay.